Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, all right. Well, today I just wanted to just let you know up front that if my eyes or my face looks a little puffy, um, it's first thing in the morning. I've been thinking about this episode for the last hour or so, and uh, so I just woke up a little while ago. You might be also thinking... You know, most of you listen on the podcast, and you're thinking, well, why would he tell me what he looks like? I'm listening on a podcast. Well, I'm also going to upload this uh, video, um, this audio, to a video on my YouTube channel. If you didn't know about my YouTube channel, go ahead and check it out. Search A.D. Robles, A-D-R-O-B-L-E-S. Go ahead and subscribe, please. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have a short-term mission to have a a larger YouTube channel than Dr. Russell Moore. I am very close. I've got about 3,000 subscribers. He's got almost 4,000 subscribers. So go to YouTube, AD Robles. There's a ton of great content there. I've got over 350 videos. There's hilarious videos. There's serious videos. There's things that I, you know, do some fancy editing and things like that. It's all a lot of fun. So please go ahead and check out the YouTube channel today and consider, if you, if you like my content, consider subscribing, A-D-R-O-B-L-E-S, on YouTube. Let's jump right in. What I'm planning on doing today is I'm planning on making the case that you should stop keeping the peace. In the next 20 minutes, I'm hoping to convince you that one of the things that you should stop doing is keeping the peace at all costs. Now, we that might be a weird thing for a Christian to say, and I'm going to use a couple of examples here. I'm primarily talking about um, the happening over at the Reform Pub Facebook group. Now, this is a relatively unimportant thing. It's a fairly large group, but it's still just a Facebook group, right? So it's not the end of the world. But but what they did by banning any mention of Doug Wilson's name, along with other things. There's other things that are banned over there as well, as far as topics of conversation. What they did was set a precedent that a Christian should not accept. A, a, a Christian should not be the kind of person that just wants to keep the peace at all costs. Let me explain to you what I mean. Now, you might say, that's weird, Adam. That's weird, because I can think of verses in the Bible that talk about how you should keep the peace. So what kind of evil nonsense are you talking about here? Well, let me hold, sit tight. Just bear with me for just a minute. I could come up with those verses too. There's one in the Sermon on the Mount in the Beatitudes where Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. You want to be a child of God, correct? So so then why am, why is AD telling you not to be a peacemaker when Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers? You know, there's a there's another there's another verse as well that talks about peace uh, from the lips of Jesus as well, and it's from the same, almost the same context. Matthew chapter ten, only five chapters later, what does he say? It's interesting. He says, "Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword." I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against his mother and a daughter-in-law against his mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. I remember this pairing of verses very well. This is one of those pairings of verses that atheists love. They say, oh, look, there's a contradiction. Jesus couldn't be God because he said, blessed are the peacemakers, and then he said that he didn't even come to bring peace. And so what do we do, right? What do we do about this kind of thing? Because as a Christian, you know, we're committed to believe every verse in the Bible. 
we're committed to 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 number one assume that Jesus Christ is God. We we, we need to believe that, that that's one of our presuppositions. Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory. And the Lord of glory cannot contradict himself. He cannot lie. He cannot be one thing and then he can't be not that thing. I mean, he is who he is. I am the great I am. You know what I mean? So we 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 need to understand these verses. We're committed to believing them. We need to be able to understand them in a way that make them not contradict. And luckily, well, this is not luck. This is because God is amazing. He doesn't just leave us twisting in the wind. God never leaves you twisting in the wind with this kind of stuff. So when, when atheists bring up this kind of stuff, these these contradictions, you know, stuff like that, don't fear it. I used to fear that stuff, but you don't have to. He gives us a little explanation here. This is this is actually from Paul. This is from Romans chapter 18. Again, it's talking about peace. And what does Paul say? He says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If it's possible, as much as it lies in you, live peaceably with all men, the King James says. And so you see the caveat here, right? It's not peace at all costs. Rather, as long as, 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 as if it's possible, as long as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Be a peacemaker, but not peace at all costs. Sometimes it doesn't depend on you. Sometimes it doesn't depend on you, and, and you can't be peaceful in certain situations. I can think of many situations like this. When you think about Christ himself, he came to bring a sword, and the reason he came to bring a sword is because it was not possible for him to come and be at peace with all men because he had and has real enemies on this earth. Real enemies that want nothing more than to usurp God's authority. Real enemies that want to destroy his image bearers. And he came to save the world, and <clears throat> he came, essentially, to conquer his foes. He's putting all his enemies under his feet. That's going to be a violent situation. That's not going to be peaceful. It'll be peaceful when everything is put right, when he, when the final enemy, when death is put under his feet, then it'll be peaceful. But for right now, there's not just peace. I mean, the church of God has peace. We understand that we have peace with God, and we're so grateful for it. But at the same time, um, it, we look around, and it's not just all you know, daffodils and, and daisies and, and, and little puppies and stuff like that. That's just not the reality it is. So there is violence as well, and there's a battle. I'm going to assume, I'm not going to make the case in this, in this, uh, in this video, but I'm going to make this case soon because I, I talk to a lot of people that say, well, there is no culture war. I'm just a Christian. I'm not engaged in a culture war. And I'm like, what kind of what Bible are you reading? I mean, the Bible presents what we do here as a war all the time. There's a great verse in Psalm 144 when it's like, uh, uh, praise the Lord or bless the Lord. He's the one who prepares me for war, who trains my fingers for battle and things like that. And so much of what we're doing in the church, much of what we're doing in the church is preparing for battle. Preparing 
you know, understanding what God uh, is like, understanding what God desires from us, but not just so that we know more about God. Yes, it's great to know a lot more about God. That's wonderful. No, nothing wrong with that. But we do it so that we're prepared to act for the Lord. That's actually one of my favorite R.J. Rushdoony quotes. It's not that we go to church and pray and study so that we just have the knowledge and we can say we did our duty. No, we do it so that we know what God would do in situations and so that when we face those situations, when we're ready for that that uh, that battle, we're ready because we've done our prep work. We've done our preparation. You know, this is, uh, this is interesting because... Um, I'm going to relate. I, I, I ripped two things last week that um, people go too far with, and it's very unmanly of them to go too far with. And I ripped video games. It's very popular to rip video games, right? I play video games, so just so don't hear me saying video games are bad, but we all know that you can go too far with video games, right? So I, video games and sports, these are two things that men go way too far with. And I, I made the case that it's just trying, it's an, it's an attempt at replacing the real work that you should be doing you know, doing work in these video games, because a lot of these video games are, um, they're, they're, they're like all consuming, like you build stuff and things like that. I mentioned World of Warcraft, I used to play World of Warcraft. And World of Warcraft is cool, because, because it has different things that you can do, you can play it by yourself, but but it's really meant to be played with others. And they have these big um, levels, essentially, where you basically have to work together, otherwise you can't beat it. Like there's no way for you to beat it on your own. You have to go in with a team of five or ten or something like that. But but not only do you have to do that, but you have to do it with 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 five or ten people that have different jobs, different functions. There's there's um, there's things called healers, right? That's what I used to be, a healer, and a healer, as you might imagine. Yeah, that person's job is really not to fight the enemies, although they can fight, they have weapons, but they're focused on making sure the whole party is is healed up because they're facing these enemies that are more powerful than they are, and they're going to they're gonna die in the game unless the healer is doing his healing job. That's what I used to do. I used to be a healer. And I'd get involved in the fight every now and then, but mostly I'm trying to avoid it so that I can you know, use healing powers on my, on my team, right? There's also, uh, uh, D- DPS is what it's called. These are essentially the fighters. These are the guys that are just trying to do as much damage as they possibly can to the enemy to, so that they can win. That's their whole job. They don't focus on anything else except damage. They just want to do damage. And then they've got these guys called tanks. And these, I've never, I never played as a tank because it always seemed like too much pressure. But a tank essentially is a very powerful guy. He fights, but his whole job is really to draw as much fire to himself as possible so that the healer doesn't get hurt by the enemies. He's supposed to draw as much uh, aggression from the enemy as possible. So he's almost like a distracting guy. He takes fire for people. He's a, he's cover fire. So that way the damage guys and the healers can do their thing. And meanwhile, he's just taking all the brunt of the attacks, right? He's, he's, he's beefy, he's strong, and he does that. And so that's... You need to really work together in the world of Warcraft, and everyone has a different function, right? Everyone has a different function. And, you know, another thing that works this way is a football team. I'm a Jets fan, you know, and, and um, I used to be really into it. I used to go way too far with, with being a Jets fan. Anyway, we have a new head coach. His name is Adam Gase. And Adam Gase is the worst. He's the worst. And it's not just because the team is losing. 
it's the, I mean the team is losing because of him. He's he's a professional excuse maker. He, you know, like nobody nobody likes it when someone's like basically like why did you lose this game and you're given excuses. You know, you don't have the right quarterback or you don't have the right offensive line. You don't have the right players and things like that. You you don't see winners doing that stuff. What you see winners do, excuse me. You, what you see winners doing is you see winners saying. All right, well, I don't have the right players, so let me figure out the best position to put these not right players in a, in a situation where they can be successful. So if I don't have a great thrower, I'm not going to throw the ball a ton. Or I'm going to do gadget plays where they don't have to throw the ball as far or as accurately, things like that. Like, like that's what a winner does. But a loser just tries to blame everyone. I don't have the right pieces. I don't have the right pieces. And, you know, I see the church very much in a way like, in, in a way like this where – Look, these are the people, like the the people that are in the church. This is who we got. This is our army, right? This is our army, and so we need to do what we have to do with this army. We and and stop wishing we had another army. Like that's what we really need to do. And so, I see the church in this way. Everyone has its own role. In fact, that's a that's a verse that um, that lots of people love to quote. This is First Corinthians uh, chapter twelve, I believe. Um, just as one body. Just as the body is one, it has many members, and all members of the body, though are many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For one in the Spirit, we're all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we're all made to drink of one Spirit. It goes on later. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and those parts of the body that we think are less honorable bestow greater honor. So this is the, making the case, essentially, of what I was explaining with World of Warcraft. Everyone has a different role. They're not the same role. A healer can't be a tank. A tank can't be a healer. You know what I mean? And so, so, so the reality is that the church is in a war, is in a battle, and does have an army. And we need to use this army. And, and, and guys, like this is, this, is the, this is why I was up this morning early, because this is a problem I see all over the place, right? Where, I mean, this is really how stupid it gets sometimes. Where basically hands are saying, you're not a hand like me, therefore you're, you must be a capitulator. You must be part of the enemy. Or we, have, or we have ears saying, well, you're not an ear like me, therefore you must be unloving. And I just, I, it just drives me up the wall. It really does. It really does. I, I, I see this with, with people that look like, like, not everyone has to have a YouTube channel. Not everyone has to be brash. Not everyone has to say things, like, in a no-quarter November kind of way. Like, that's not what we're looking for. But but just because somebody's a little bit more winsome than you or doesn't maybe identify the enemies as aggressively as you does not mean they're on the other team, right? Like, like everyone has a different role. I was, I was reading uh, the story of David and Goliath to my son. And I, it's such an interesting story because we have the fighters, right? We've got the warrior class. We've got, like, the people that are supposed to be up in the front lines doing battle, getting bloody, you know, maybe making mistakes, but but they're, they're facing the brunt of the assault. And then we have David, right? And he's not really part of the army, but he has a role, right? He's bringing the food to his brothers. He's doing something. And, there's, and in, a, in a military, you have different people doing different things. You've got snipers. You've got people in the foxholes. You've got people in tanks. You've got, you know, medics. You've got um, intelligence officers. You've got spies. You've got, like, there's all kinds of different roles in a war, right? And obviously, a spy is not going to go out into the big of the battlefield, stick out his chest, and say, okay, let's go. 
That's a role for somebody else. That's a role for somebody else. A spy can't do that. In fact, a spy would be breaking his would would be would be would be would be abandoning his post if he were to do something like that. Right? And so so this is the thing about the Facebook thing, right? Because I, I noticed that I, I asked the question in the group about what's banned because I knew there was other things banned. So Doug Wilson, he's too he's he's banned because because you know he's he's, it's, he's they're trying to keep the peace. The threads about him are too polarizing. Vaccines, anti- vaccines and anti-vaccine that's banned. Marijuana drug legalization that's bad. Birth control and vasectomies that's bad. The question on whether or not a woman should have children, <laughs> I, I can't think of a more basic Christian question, but that's banned. Medical questions are banned. Any article by pulpit and pen is deleted. And, and so what are, what are these people attempting to do here, right? What, what are the admins of this group attempting to do? Well, one of the things they're attempting, there's, there's a variety of things. And, and they said so in the, in the initial post. There's a variety of reasons we're banning Doug Wilson. But what it, the, the primary one seems to be, at least what they're going with, is they're trying to keep the peace. It's just too much moderation required, right? It's too much moderation required. And, and to me, that's a real tragedy. Because here's the thing, guys. When we're fighting with each other, right? When we're, pre- when, we're, when we're fighting with each other and we're kicking around these ideas that are controversial and things like that, like, you know, vaccines, should women have children? Should women be focused on the home? Like, you know, things like that. Like, like these questions that are controversial. Like, we're in that war already. And we need to train for that war, guys. We need to train for that war. So when I talk to my brother, and I, oftentimes when I'm, when I'm going to make a controversial video, I'll call my brother and we'll kick it around a little bit, me and him, right? And it'll get animated sometimes. And sometimes we'll be, we'll be you know, you know get, get aggressive with each other with the points and counterpoints. And that, you know what that is, guys? That's practice. That's the training ground. Like, you can't go into a football game without a week of practice behind you, right? Like, like... You don't send your kids out to war without teaching them and training them first, right? Like a, a military, a, a, an army practices, and they spar with each other. And sometimes sparks fly, and sometimes uh, blood will run. You know, not you know, not not mortal wounds, obviously, but but things happen, right? And and I don't see any reason why a Christian ought to stop that. We we need to practice. I mean, it's just a Facebook group, right? So we're not going to get too upset about it. But but a Facebook group is a good training ground. Like we need to take advantage of that. There's a lot of members in that group, right? And what they need to learn, a lot of them, is how to fight, metaphorically speaking. How to fight. Stop keeping the peace. We need to practice with each other in a safe space where it's just us, right? Because we're in the war, the real war with the pagans, right? We're in that real culture where whether we want to be or not, we're in it. We're in it. And we're bringing the gospel to bear on the culture. We're preaching that gospel, kicking down the gates of hell. And we don't expect that they're just, Satan's just going to be like, oh, come on in, guys. No, he's going to fight back. He's going to rage. And there's a war, a real war happening right now. And you're saying, well, let's go to war without training with each other. We got to keep the peace. Keeping the peace is a worthy goal in some situations. And in some situations, it's actually sin. There is no peace, oftentimes, especially when you're in a battle, when you're in a war. If you try to keep the peace with people you shouldn't be keeping the peace with, you're in sin. 
In fact, there's a, there's, a, there's a great Bible verse where the prophet says, you're saying peace, peace, but there is no peace. You are lying. Keeping the peace is a worthy goal in some situations, and in other situations, it's really the wrong move. I'm not saying that the Reformed pub is in sin for this. I'm saying that they've been brought up in such a way where basically avoiding a fight is like the ultimate, the prime directive. Let's avoid the fight. Right? This is the this is the same teaching that I grew up with. I know about it, guys. Like this is how I know about it because I grew up with this teaching. Anything to avoid a fight. This is the same teaching that looks uh, down on on in scorn with a street preacher who's out there sounding too aggressive. This is the same teaching that has led it, us to have to fight back to get people at the abortion mills. Like that used to be more commonplace, and now like apology of church and these guys are struggling to get guys more interested in that kind of stuff. Like it's that same teaching, avoid a fight at all costs. Avoid a fight at all costs. This is the same teaching that is allowing critical theory, feminism, all this kind of stuff to run, run roughshod in our denominations. And you're wondering, well, where's the guys with the backbone, right? Well, the guys with the backbone are being trained to avoid fights and to keep the peace. That's where they are. That's where they are. I was talking to a, a brother the other day about a guy that, that he gave a great talk um, and I heard it and it was just awesome is listening to it, you know, and I started going into his stuff and he said, Hey, that guy's a coward. And I said, what? It doesn't seem like a coward. He goes, no, I, I, he, he, you know, he told me why he says this. And he says, he's the kind of guy that if you're in a foxhole together, you know, you should shoot him first before you make the charge because he's going to get you in the back. <laughs> right. And it was, it was a hilarious joke. And I thought a lot about that. I thought a lot about that. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, that wouldn't actually be right. That wouldn't actually be right because he's on our team. I'm not, I don't think that this person was saying this guy was an unbeliever. I don't think that's what he was saying. But he was not suited for the role that he was in. Not every military guy is suited to be in a foxhole. Not every military person is suited to be in a pressure situation. Some guys are better snipers. Some guys are better, you know, way behind the scenes where, where things aren't quite as high pressure, you know, and, 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 and they join the fight that way. Some guys are better um, medics, right? I mean, that's just how it is. Some people are going to be better at that kind of thing. But, but so, so, so that's the thing. Like, we got to understand there's different roles for different people, just like in football, just like in World of Warcraft. There's different roles for different people. And let's stop treating them and acting as if they're on the, their other team. Let's not be the hand that says to the foot, I don't need you. Let's not be the ear that says to the nose, I don't need you. That's not how it is. That's not how it is, guys. Let's fight each other, but not betray each other. Does that make sense? Does, does that make sense? And so that's, one of, that's the real sad thing about this Facebook group uh, situation with the Reform Pub. It's because it sends the wrong message that, that fighting and keeping the peace, or I'm sorry, keeping the peace is the ultimate good, and fighting is, is to be avoided, especially when it gets too heated. I think that's, that's topsy-turvy. That's upside down. That's contrary to what's true, especially in this situation. We ought to use fa these Facebook groups as a training ground. It's not the real fight. The real fight is not in Reform Pub. The real fight is out there, but we need to be ready to fight that real fight. Last point. Last point. The, the case that essentially is being made is that Doug Wilson is too polarizing. He's too polarizing, and um, that's, that's the big problem. That's why people can't handle you know, you know, arguing about, about him. 
And and the reality is this is a this is a common thing that's said a lot of the time. Where you, have you ever heard this? Where the people say, "It's not X or Y; it's somewhere in the middle." The the truth lies somewhere in the middle. People love to say that stuff, right? And it's so often not even close to being true. The truth often doesn't lie in the middle. The truth is often very polarizing. I think we understand this as Christians, but for some reason it do, it doesn't make it from our brains to our hearts, right? Like we don't act like it is. The the minute someone gets polarizing or says something too juicy or too spicy, we we shriek back like like gasp like a woman. <gasps> Like we're just shocked and we want to keep the peace. We know that kind of thing. Polarizing can be a good thing, guys. Polarizing often is a good thing. Polarizing is often a very, very good thing. Christ was being very polarizing when he said, look, if you're not for us, you're against us. You're not for us. Rather, so, so it was, uh, you're not, if you're not for me, you're against me. Right? If you're not on my side, you are against me. He who is not with me is against me. It's Matthew 12. It all comes from the same book. Isn't this interesting? Um, yeah, that's not very peaceful, right? Blessed are the peacemakers, I thought, right? But, but polarizing can be good, guys. And, 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 and this will really bake your noodle, maybe. I don't know. And I'm not going to go into it because the episode's over. But, but not only can polarizing be good, oftentimes it is, but being moderate is often very bad. Being moderate otherwise known as lukewarm, can be very bad. On things that you shouldn't be moderate about, if you're moderate on it, you're in sin. I'm not talking politically, I'm talking scripturally, right? There are things that you need to be polarizing about, and that's that. That's just how we have to do it. But we've been taught that being moderate, being, being a mild-mannered, just sort of a lovely kind of man is the prime directive, and that's wrong. We need to get over that. We need to rediscover how to fight. There are different soldiers that will fight in different ways, but everyone's got to fight. And we need to practice that fight in these spaces, like in, like in the reform pub, for example, where there's lots of people and things. When, when someone brings up, should women have, want to have children? This is a very basic Christian question, right? What, what is a woman for? Right? Basic Christian question. It gets too heated, so the admins ban it. That's wrong because that question, you can't avoid the fight. The fight is going to happen. But what you're saying is well, let's not practice that fight. In our, I don't have time to moderate it, that fight. And I, and I just don't see, I don't see how that could be productive in any way. I really don't. One thing I'll do before we end, if you have not already, consider joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast Club. I can guarantee you there's one thing about the Fight, Laugh, Feast Club that you, that will never happen is we will not avoid a fight at all costs. We will try to keep the peace, but not at all costs because we understand that necessity of fighting, the necessity of fighting. If you're looking for a safe haven for where you can actually kick these ideas around, these controversial ideas about birth control, marijuana, vaccines, we will talk about any of these things in our in our Facebook group, uh, Fight, Laugh, Feast, Family Party. Join it. This is not the real fight, right? That's this is in many ways this is a this is a training ground, but not the real fight itself. But come come on over. We'll we'll do that with you. We'll do that with you. I can guarantee you, Doug Wilson's name is not been there. Guarantee it's not banned there. And all of those topics that are banned in the Reform Pub won't be banned here. It's still going to be moderated, by the way. So it's not going to be chaos, right? We're not going to have little My Little Pony memes all over the place for an entire day. But um, we understand the value of fighting, and we understand that if you're going to fight, 
you got to train. Anyway, this episode has gone long. I'm going to end it right there. I hope you found it helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you.